0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. All right. I am technically on a break between season two and season three, which will start back in January. But I didn't want to leave you without mindset honing for the month of December. So I want you to enjoy some of the most popular podcasts from season two. And I hope that it will help you brush up on your mindset skills. And I look forward to being back with new episodes in January. Then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we're going to build on what we talked about last week. So last week we talked about... The idea of our beliefs and how powerful they are. Um, Because after all, what we believe is true, you know, whether or not factually it is or not, Um, but we make it true. And we talked about all the ways that we do that. Well, this week we're going to talk about the importance of a growth mindset, what it is, and how we get it. And um, the first thing I want to say is that in this conversation, You are going to be both, okay? Because we all are. Sometimes we're feeling growth, and sometimes we're feeling its opposite, which is fixed. And we're going to talk about both of them and the differences and kind of go on and I'll give you some examples, et cetera. But when you think about like the elite handler, the handler you want to be, all right? The best handlers have a growth mindset, all right? And it impacts how they handle, you know, disappointment. It impacts how they handle success. It impacts every aspect of a really great handler because they see at their core that with effort, they can improve. And that really sits at the core of a growth mindset. With effort, you can improve. I can improve. We all can improve. And you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't already believe that. So see, you already have somewhat of a growth mindset. Actually, you probably have quite a bit of a growth mindset or you would not be listening to this um, because you are working on your mindset. And by doing that, you are showing that you have a growth mindset um, because you believe that it can get better. So let's jump in. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to compare and contrast a fixed mindset, define that versus a growth mindset, because I think it's really helpful in the comparison to be able to, you know, see yourself in both columns, really. Um, you know, we're never all one or all the other. We bounce back and forth. It's dependent, you know, in our handler world, it might be dependent on the ring, right? I might feel really confident in, in the agility ring, but a whole lot less uh, confident in the confirmation ring, for instance, or I'm learning scent work. And so I'm not as confident in scent work, even just going to a trial, right? So it is dependent and it changes and it fluctuates and that's okay. Uh, We're gonna talk about how to get and keep a growth mindset as we get toward the end, but let's set it up first, all right? Let's not, let me not get ahead of my story here. So a fixed mindset, if you have a fixed mindset, again, as a person or just about some things, you're going to use a lot of words like is or am or uh, be, right? So like, I am uh, bad at this or I, I, I have um, you know, a limitation there, or I can't do that, or I've never been able to do those things. Those are fixed statements, all right? Because those are saying that things just are, right? There's a, there's a group of people too that think that like you're either born with, you know, certain abilities or not. Like that's a fixed way of thinking, right? That, that you're just born with it. Now, are some people have some innate abilities or things come easier than they do to other people. Yeah. But even Michael Jordan said he wasn't necessarily a natural, right? This is someone who didn't even get put on his high school team. He was a walk-on. But he said that he worked harder. Right. That's a there's a growth mindset for you. Um, But fixed mindset, people believe that like, oh, well, they're just born with it. They're just naturally better or they're just naturally they're just never nervous. They're just naturally that way. Fixed, 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 fixed thinking. okay the other thing fixed mindset uh, does is it focuses on the problem. Right, the problem is the problem, right? You're focused on what's wrong, what the problem is, and and that sort of thing. You're also, and again, I'm saying you, but we all are at some point, um, focused on outcome. Everything is dependent about the result. It's all about the result. It's all about the outcome. It's all about the cue, the title. Did you get the points? Like it's all about the outcome. Again, that's very fixed because that means that your success is dependent upon the outcome, that there can be no success without the positive outcome. And that, of course, is not true to a growth mindset person, but that is how a fixed mindset person thinks. All right. And the last really big thing I think about fixed mindset is they see mistakes as it's almost personal, right? They see it as like a judgment on themselves of like who they are as handlers, um, instead of it just being something that occurred or just happened in the ring. Right. So that's the other thing about mistakes and fixed mindset people. They like, it's almost like they take it personally or they see it as a judgment of their handling or of who they are as dog people. Now, of course we're talking about handling, but there's a lot of ways that a fixed mindset shows up in your life, just in your like regular old day-to-day life. Uh, for me, and this is a very, this is my go-to example. So you're going to already giggle because you've probably heard it before, but, um, me and math, my big fixed example is I am bad at math. (laughs) Okay. This is a thing I've said thousands of times, probably. And, um, I've also said it enough that I believe it to be true, but that ap- applies to the previous podcast more so. Um, but it's a thing that I have just almost accepted. I've doubled down on. I've looked for evidence that it's true. And I just have a really fixed mindset when it comes to me and math, okay? And we're going to talk about how I could choose to make that different or or not, as the case may be. But there might just be some things that you think that way. Like I would also say another fixed mindset i have is like i'm not a good dancer i'm just not um i'm not good at sports where a ball needs to be thrown i can hit one but i can't throw one <laughs> okay so those are all fixed mindset things that show up in my life all right it doesn't necessarily show up in my dog world that often um that's what chuckets are for um but um those are ways it shows up in my life and i want to share that with you because when we work on these mindset things, I want to remind you you don't necessarily have to work on these mindsets when you have a dog in your hand, right? You can be working on your mindset throughout the day at work while you're doing the windows like I don't know like while you're doing other things that are life related it doesn't all have to be about um, your dogs right we can fix these mindsets we can work on our mindsets in other places so look for those opportunities throughout your day to practice this especially as we go through this conversation okay so now let's talk about growth mindset all right what's a growth mindset well, a growth mindset person, instead of saying like the I am's or I never's or those kinds of things, they're going to say things like right now or yet, or I'm working on it, or um, this is where we are right now. Or, you know, they're they're very much in progress and process on what they're working on. It is a it's they're working it's working on it's not cement nothing is ever done because they're improving they have this like very open very forward what's next sort of thought pattern and they people with really um i mean i I don't know for some reason i want to use the word indelible (laughs) growth mindsets you know they just that's how they talk this is just their natural way of of talking. And most people do lean one way or the other. I definitely lean more growth, especially when it comes to the dogs and when I was younger, the horses and because I just I love the learning. And so I I do believe at my core that with effort I can get better at things, right? So a growth mindset person is also going to look at solutions. They're 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 curious. They're wondering how they can solve it. It's a puzzle to be solved. They're they're working on it. it they're curious. They're they're moving forward, all right? So they're looking at the solution instead of focusing on the problem. They're also very present in the process all right they're in love with the process they're they're having fun in the moment in you know it might be f- fun frustrated <laughs> all right but they're trying to work through it and they're they're in the process right versus thinking about the outcome or the goals or the results, like the cues and so forth, Um, they can actually come out of the ring having not cued and see that they like achieved their process goals, for instance, right? That's why process goals are so important uh, because they could, they might've in agility, for instance, had a bar, but they might've gotten the really hard part of the course that they were really excited about. So they come out and to them, it was a win because they're focused on process. And finally, improvement. They're focused on improvement all the time. They're getting better. They're looking forward. They believe that even though it might feel like two steps back one day, that they're moving forward and they're focused on improving. And when it comes to mistakes, they take mistakes as feedback, whether it's their error, a dog's error, whatever, it's all feedback. And so those elite handlers, they're going to come out of the ring and they're going to ask people like, what did did you see that? Why did that happen? And they're not like, why did that happen with like an angry tantrum, right? They're, they're like, why did that happen with this like just, just hunger of curiosity, right? They're just, they literally are insatiable in terms of like wanting answers and wanting to learn and wanting to figure that out, right? And I think that is like a main difference because so many of us look at the result we see that we didn't cue and maybe even someone at the trial is like, Hey, that was great. Did you get it? Did you cue? And we're like, no, we did this blah, 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 blah. And we go straight down the path instead of being able to say like, actually we didn't, but he did like these three great things. Refocusing on the proc- process goal. Right? So the growth mindset versus fixed mindset takes awareness And that is the very first place to start. The very first place to start here is just developing some self-awareness on the thoughts that are rattling around in your head, okay? Because if you're having these thoughts almost unconsciously or without, if you're having these thoughts without thought, which sounds ridiculous, but I think you get it. If you're just kind of doing these sort of automatically or just allowing your brain to just rattle along unattended, okay? then you are allowing yourself to stick in the problem or stick with taking mistakes personally or really focusing on the outcome or only letting the amount of green ribbons on your dashboard like decide your value in the world okay those are all really fixed ways to be and you're not going to improve from that place all right And you know it because you're listening or you wouldn't be here to begin with. But just like you are like, yeah, I want to really get better at my, you know, performance mindset. You can also, in that be a growth thing. You can also turn around and be really fixed about something like, oh, my dog hates that venue or we never do well there. Or, you know, I just, obedience trials aren't fun or whatever, whatever. Any of those statements that you're saying to yourself that are like, um, like defined, like. Like you're saying them as though they are truth, like obedience trials aren't fun. That's a fixed sentence versus, you know, I'm actually looking forward to going to this obedience trial and looking for ways to have fun. Okay. Very different. Same trial, potentially, um, but very different. All right. So we need to obviously be in a growth mindset position. Okay. And I'm going to go back to my little math example for a second. So, If I wanted to, and we're going to come back to that part of the sentence because we're going to parse the heck out of the statement. But if I wanted to, I could get better at math. I could adopt a growth mindset about math. I could go down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos for days um, and start with, I don't know, eighth grade math or no, I'm not that bad. Um, But uh, I could go down the rabbit hole and I could apply myself and I could improve with math. I could adopt the growth mindset and I could get better at math. 100,000%. I am a smart person. I can figure this out. I can do that. But here's the thing. I don't want to. Okay? I don't want to. And I throw that out there. I admit that freely because there are going to be things that you don't want to fix. And that's okay. Not everything in your life needs to be fixed. Not everything in your life needs to be perfect or, you know, I'm not taking throwing lessons either to learn how to throw a ball (laughs) correctly. Okay. Um, I bought a check it for my dogs. We get along just fine. This is the end. Um, I have taken many golf lessons. I love that. That's fine. Um, But when it comes to some of those things, we get to decide what we want to improve on. And I don't need you to waste your energy or beat yourself up about the fact that about some things you have a very fixed mindset and you're not interested in changing them and that's okay but when it comes to our dogs when it comes to competing when it comes to saying well I want to get better as a handler I want to be I want to be a better handler or I want to have a better mindset that my friends you got to adopt a growth mindset about Okay. Because it's hard to say, Oh, well, I'm going to get better as a handler, but I'm always, but I'm not going to try at that, or I'm not going to do anything harder. When I go to a seminar, I'm not going to listen to something that, you know, sounds outrageous or new, or I've not heard before. Right. I'm only going to do the things I know. Right. So we need to be honest with ourselves. And we need to, if we decide that we're not going to get better at something, almost like state it so that we hear it in a sense. And we're like, oh, this is what I've decided. Okay. So another one of mine potentially fixed borders on fixed is I would tell you that I'm not a great confirmation handler. I'm not. Matter of fact, I'm probably kind of lousy at it. I've gotten a lot better. All right but I only do it a couple times a year. And here's the thing. I'm only interested in spending so much time on being better. Okay. I don't have any, um, I don't aspire to be like the best confirmation handler. I aspire to be enough of a confirmation handler to take my dogs in the ring if needed and not fully embarrass myself, my dogs, or some of my friends. (laughs) Okay. Um, But that's it. Okay, that's all. That's all I need to be. So, this is where our goals come into play because, like, what is your goal for a certain ring? I play in a lot of different dog rings and I love them and I love the variety, but I can't be an expert in all of them, probably. And so, we have to prioritize sometimes about where we're going to spend our energy. It doesn't mean that I have a fixed mindset about confirmation. I'm just also being very realistic about the time I want to spend improving those particular skills. Okay. So there is kind of a difference. I'm not, I don't have a fixed mindset about confirmation. I could get a lot better at it. I just, I don't, it's not a priority for me. Okay. So that's the nuance, right? That's the nuance between me saying I have no interest in getting better at math versus me saying, yeah, I have some interest in getting better at confirmation, but I never need to be the best confirmation handler out there. Okay, you see the, see the differences? Okay, I do need a quick sip of water. So I will be right back and we're gonna talk about how to fix this and how to spend more time in a growth mode than we spend in fixed. All right, be right back. So I realize I talk about the membership a lot or mention it really, but I never really explain it. Well, think of the membership as weekly mindset lessons right? You take your dog to handling class. Why not take yourself to mindset lessons? Because I believe our mindset is our secret sauce and it is the most underrated handling skill we have. And when we get our mindset right, we cue more. I mean, plain and simple because we get our ring nerves under control. We're able to bounce back from yucky situations or bad runs. Uh, We're able to see NQs as opportunities to learn. We embody like this true growth mindset. And it's kind of magical because every aspect of our handling starts to improve when we get our mindset right. So if you're ready to commit to that, to making your mindset better, then check out the membership. The link is in the show notes, and I'd love it if you joined us. All right. So how do we spend more time in a growth mindset? Right. Because that's why we're here. We're here to learn. We're here to get better. We're here to improve. Um, We want to impact our handling in a positive way. Like, let's do this thing. All right. So I already gave you the first clue, and that is awareness. You have to listen to what you say to yourself. You have to hear the thoughts that you're having about certain things. If you are in a lesson of some sort, for instance, whether it's a formal lesson or whether just another handler's helping you with something, and they give you feedback, what is your reaction? Do you're like, that'll never work? Or are you like, You feel defensive, or you feel vulnerable, or you know you're like, I can't do that, or I'm so frustrated, I'll never be able to get this. Like, what what are those thoughts? So it's important that we start by with awareness and by listening and by hearing how it is that we talk to ourselves. Okay, so that's kind of an umbrella statement, and we talked about that last week when it comes to our beliefs too, because again, these fixed mindsets can lead to those limiting beliefs that keep us from doing things or keep us from growing in a certain area. Um, And of course, we're all here to grow in our mindset. So we want to be really growth minded about that. Okay. All right. So here are three questions I want you to ask yourself. If you're driving, please don't write these down. (laughs) Um, But if you have a notepad or something to scratch on, um, do consider these um, because you probably won't have like full answers in uh, right here as I go through them right now on on this episode. The first thing I want you to ask yourself and really think about is what gives you a surge of confidence? What makes you feel really confident? What all of a sudden is like a lightning bolt to your confidence? Is it being in a certain ring or is it running a certain dog or is it doing, Taking a certain dog in a certain sport or something, right? What is it that gives you a surge of confidence? Could be helping someone, could be teaching someone, right? I feel really great when I'm helping someone learn draft, right? Because it's a it's a sport I really like. I'm really passionate about it. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's like carting with dogs, and um and so I love it. So I love teaching that because I, I'm really excited and passionate about it. Okay. Um, so what gives you a surge of confidence? Because the reason we need to know this is we actually improve from a position of strength. We build on our strengths. We don't build on our weaknesses. Okay. We think we work on our weaknesses. We think if I just focus more on, my, on what I'm bad at, it'll get better. Well, not really, right? Because you'll just, If you focus on what you're bad at, you will have more thoughts about being bad at something. So we really are trying to fix things. We're trying to look for the positive. And you will get a lot further, a lot faster by focusing on your strengths. So it's important to know what makes you feel confident. Because we want to work on ourselves from a position of feeling confident. All right. So you need to know that. The second question I have for you is when you make a mistake... What is the, what goes through your head? The second you make a mistake, what goes through your head? Just like knee jerk response. All right. Are you the person that says, oh, I'm so dumb. I can't believe I did that. I'm an idiot. Like, are you that person? Are you, do you go there? <laughs> right. Um, like for instance, I go there if I like drop something around the house, like, you know, or I I was going to say, do something stupid around the house, but in there lies my thought, doesn't it? So um, if I do drop something or, you know, break something or fumble, you know, something around the house, that's definitely what I say, or I'm so clumsy or something like that. Fixed. So those are fixed things. I'm saying back to myself. I'm dumb. I'm clumsy. I'm stupid. I can't believe I did that. I always make that mistake. Those are very fixed responses. All right. Now think about what is that true when you come out of the ring? Oh, I can't believe I did that. I made the mistake. Or you're like, oh yeah, I know what I did there. Right? Well, that's very different. I know what I did there. Or even I wonder what I did. Or even asking someone, did you see what I did? Did you film me? Can I see what I did? I'm curious to know what I did there. Did I do that again? I'm really working on that. Those are more growth, right? We make mistakes over and over again. There's no question about that. We make handling mistakes over and over again because they're habits and we're trying to break the habits. The difference is if we come out and we'd be like, Oh, did I do that thing again? I'm really working on that. Or even before you go in the ring, Hey, I'm trying to improve this handling thing. Right. Um, will you keep an eye out for me? Cause I'm really working on that. I'd love your feedback. That's a person working on growth. Okay. So Again, that second question is, when you make a mistake, what, what runs through your head? Because those will give you some clues as to where it is that you need to start shifting your mindset. Again, back to the beginning, we're building awareness, okay? And then the third question I want you to ask yourself is, how do you feel failures re- reflect on you, right? When you, f- when you fail, you make a mistake, um, failure is a very loaded word for me. I don't love to use it. But like when you feel like you've made a mistake or something didn't go the way you want how do you feel that reflects on you? You know, when we perform with in dog sports, a lot of times people are watching, right? There's a, there's rings, there's spectators, there's whatever, our friends, other exhibitors, what have you. There are other people there. Um, we seldom do them by ourselves, even if it's us and the judge. And so a lot of us have big feelings about how we think that when we screw up, how that reflects on us. I am a draft judge. So when I mess up in the draft ring, I probably have bigger feelings about what I think that means um, and how I think that reflects on me than if I mess up in like scent work where I'm like completely a newbie, don't even know what I'm doing half the time, you know, very different. All right. So how do you think that reflects on you? Now, I'm going to give you a hint, okay, about how I want you to think about this. Um, But here's the thing. It only means what you let it mean, right? Me messing up in the draft ring. I have a very recent example. My one dog who just finished his the equivalent of a karting championship, if you will, um, he failed as many times as he succeeded at the novice level we're talking basics. We're talking, couldn't make it out of like the basic stuff. Okay. And I could have been really embarrassed, right? I'm a judge. It's a novice dog. He's my fourth dog taking him through that level. Like it's novice. It's so easy. Oh my God. I could have let that mean all kinds of things about me as a handler. Right. But I didn't. Okay. Because I chose not to. And people will try to bait you, right? And be like, oh, why do you think he's doing that? I mean, people would ask me like, oh, why do do you think he do that? What do you think happened? Like, aren't you really surprised? Are you upset? Right? People will try to bait you, won't they? And me, because I have worked on this, right? This stuff works. Um, Because I've worked on it. I just was like, yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? I guess I need to, I guess I need to practice that a little more. I thought, I thought we were a little more ready. I guess we're a little rusty. I got to go work on that. Um, one of the things, for instance, that he would fail, he failed the recall once and by not coming to me. So, you know, call your dog and I call him and nothing happens. Right. And then, um, the next time he anticipated it. All right. I guess we still have some work to do. Right. Um, he knew what I wanted. Good news. He knew what I wanted. Right. So we had to work on that. Okay. So all I said was like, yeah, I was kind of surprised myself, but you know, we'll work on it. It'll be fine you know, and it does two things. One, it reminds myself to be fully in the process and fully with that dog and be with curiosity and realize every dog, every environment, you know, every situation is unique. And, you know, we have to lean in with curiosity. But the other thing is it does is I'm not biting, right? I'm not taking the bait. I'm not going to let Others, spectators, even friends, right? Um, try to make it more than I want it to be. At the end of the day, I decide. I decide how my quote failures, mistakes, whatever reflect on me. Okay. So the question is, um, is how do failure? How do you believe failures reflect on you? But I want to get you to a point where you fully embrace that failures reflect on you how you decide they reflect on you. Okay. Um, because in that you will have a lot more power and you will kind of own your performances in a much different way because then you'll be able to say, but yeah, wasn't he great the rest of the time? You know, oh my God, did you see how we did the blah, 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 blah. You know, those of us in agility, you know, working on different things. But like, yeah, but did you see those weave poles? They were amazing. I'm so excited. You had three bars. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't care about the bars. I was worried about the weave poles or, you know, obedience. Yeah, but did you see the figure eight? And my footwork was on fire, right? So um, we decide, we decide, we decide how we feel about our runs We do that with process goals. We do that staying in the present, but we do that by adopting and holding fiercely to a growth mindset and not even believing, knowing it in our soul that we can improve. That's the key thing. We can always get better. We are getting better every day. We learn from our experiences. We get better every day. All right. So that's what I want for you this weekend. So I want you to practice that where whatever you're up to this weekend, wherever you're going, I want you to really practice that and really see if you can embody that and listen, listen to how you inherently knee jerk want to respond in your head and start to make different thoughts, start to make different choices and see if you can't shift that. Because the more you can step into that growth mindset, the more you can make your mistakes, for instance, work for you, the more you can meet your dog with curiosity, the more you can be like open and truthfully, the faster you will bounce back or bounce forward, as I like to say, from setbacks or mistakes, right? This is, it's just so foundational (laughs) to mindset work. So I really want you to get this, okay? Okay. Um, as always, no matter what you are doing with your dog, I hope you have a fantastic week. Thanks so much for listening to the mindset coaching for handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at the Q coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details, or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks, and have a great week with your dogs.